Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the Corner Flag Talk podcast. It's your boy John. I heard Virgil. Virgil was here, my guy. Yeah, I know we have a chillin'. Can't cover some football. I don't have Virgil. Well, Virgil, no. That I just wake up. And I still try to catch myself. So hopefully, as the podcast goes along, I get more energetic <laughs> and enthused about what we talk about. But as always, guys, we are here to talk about the latest in all things football. We are recording this on the third of September. Is it third? Yeah, the third. I think today is Sashri's birthday, you know. Either today today is Sashri birthday. I don't mess with Sashri. Big up Sashri. Um we have a live talk about your latest football. We're recording on Sunday of September. The reason I said that is because this is after the transfer window. This is on the mm. day of the last day of the football before the international break, which sucks. So housekeeping for you guys of what you can expect. Um, I literally just sat here and decided that after we did the rundown, I'm going to give you all a little preview of something I want to do in the next episode, which is reviewing our predictions for the season. Granted, the window is closed now, and I give this anything that you want to revise, right? And I might do it on a larger scale with everybody um, over the international break and actually put out this episode next week. The other thing would be, is the one thing we do actually watch upon YouTube every single year is top 10 signings of the summer. So that will also be coming out as well. That being said, we're at the place to start this weekend. And the fact that Arsenal played Manchester United is yeah. the Twitter derby. And, you know, if I go down on this, I will just run with it. So, Virgil, what was your thoughts on the game? Yeah, fair. I know that. That's all. That's not a good name for it, yeah. Not a good name for the derby. But yeah, it's a very interesting game, though, honestly. I feel like, you know, both teams, you really expected to see some goals, you know, end in football. And it honestly did not disappoint, obviously, when you, from a tactical point of view, if you want to break down different teams, you know, that's a, that's a different story. But honestly, at the end of the day, Arsenal came out came out winners, and I really feel like it was deserved. Because mm-hmm. coming down to the stages of, last stage of, the, um, of the game, Arsenal was looking like more of the favourites to, to snatch all three points. Don't get me wrong, it had, it had a point where United, where, where everyone thought United took those three points. And you felt like Bruh. you felt like if that was the case, that really was the, the team that United really was trying for for this entire game, the snatch and grab, which which I feel like that was the case for the, that first goal that United did score. But coming on to the end, United, I mean, coming on to the end, Arsenal got the winner. And also, you know, steal it, put a little cherry on top with, you know, with my with my boy Gabby. Always doing doing that against Manchester United, you know. I can't think but that's his first goal. Legend against. says dog, um Dalo is still sliding. Oh yeah, but hey, and people don't know. When I see him run there, I was like, for me just no for me just accustomed to the man, know what he for. I was like, he gonna embarrass that man, you know. I like you know it. You, if those who who, who know about Gabby and you know in those moments that were that were there for and i was just glad that he was the one that able to you know to, wow. to steal it off and you know sign off those three points so looking at this looking at the scoreline you know it re- it might have been a tougher uh, you know from those who watch it was a tougher game than it that uh, than it was i really felt that's more so arsenal making it tough on themselves honestly yep yep because yep, i feel yep, like yep, yep. i feel like if that game had finished a united win 
or a draw, I feel like Arsenal would have would have feel like hard done by that. So, but I feel like that was I feel like realistically that was that was the proper score. That was what, what was meant meant to happen, honestly. Yeah, look, um, I know when Garnacho went through and which was eventually and correctly disallowed, by the way, um, I was like the most sucker punch thing ever for that to happen because, like, especially at that point, mm-hmm. I really did think that we were guarding some serious momentum. And I think, like, just before that, Saka had a chance that he hit straight at, at Onana. And it would have been so unfair. Like, I think even a draw. Excuse, I could have. I tell you, okay, there's no result I would have been able to stomach other than a win, right? But like a draw, I would have felt would have deserved the fact that, as you rightfully said, it was on us yeah. that we wouldn't do anything. Like, and so then now after they got this a lot, bro, thank you, Jesus, that Gabby had the presence of mind not to try and step with the man and to step back and play the wall side. Who also was like my second man in match after Declan, right? So like, and I mean, I'll get to that. And then afterwards, you know, even Declan himself said that like, bro, and I was like, this is such a him thing to say that after he goal this a lot, he was like, yeah, they finished. He was like, uh, his exact words was that after they goal this a lot, he knew it was over for them. And that the team went back and pressed them again. And the switch flicked again. And I just wish that the intensity we played for like the last 20, 30 minutes, we were just playing from with, with minute one because, mm-hmm. well, rather that, we started like that and we had them on the back foot and it looked like they were nervous. And I think, I like the game plan we had of that we left them with the ball because they can't pass through us. Mm-hmm. And rather, we blocked off all the long lanes for them. It was hard for him to find Rashford. It was hard for him to find Marcel, um, Onan and the defenders on the back. Consistently tried to play it long and we just recycled and kept going again. But I thought that we were so lethargic in with the ball in the final too that we weren't actually creating enough dangerous opportunities in order to get our attackers in positions to score. And that is what upset me more is that the difference in quality between the teams, there's a gap. Whether you are a United fan and you can accept that is up to you but there's a gap between the two teams in quality in and i'm pretty sure that come the end of the season we will see when the table evens out that there will be a gap in points to represent that for like the third year running and therefore on the field now i just be really upset when we leave these things to late and we leave them in games where we only read them by one goal at least this time it was two goals that kind of stuff because it misrepresents the, the difference in quality between the two teams. And literally, like, I could have predict this from before, that how they get one chance and they score. Oh, yeah. Some terrible defending by um, any moment by both White and Saliba, a bit of miscommunication, of both trying to block the lane, neither one engaging on the inside after Kai gave it away. Kai threw away chances. We had millions of corners. Like, we had so many almost moments that... You needed to take them, and we didn't, until the very end, where I said this before, Virgil, you make me pay 20 million, I gain more, to get Declan Rice, I would have paid it. And the goal to me was just, well, it's not the cherry on top, like if we wouldn't have won without it, we needed it to win, right? 
But it was the cherry on top for him in his performance. Oh, yeah. That even without the goal, Declan Rice was my money match for that game. Because he is such a monumental presence in that midfield and setting a rear guard for your team to just keep going and going. Like, bro, he just wins and recycles and recycles and recycles so well. And so, um, I'm going to pull this up super fast and mildly ramble while I find it because I should have had it up all the time. But what I was going to say is that this is just the outcome of the kind of way that United came set up to play by us. Yeah. The reality is, is that they come set up like a medieval team. And look, it's not about counter-attacking football or... Um, it's only a one way to win football or anything like that. It, it's not about that. It's that they come set up playing like Nottingham Forest by us. They come with 11 men behind the ball and want to see our games like that and hopefully take their one, two chances. And the issue with playing football like those teams is that those teams are trying to just take one moment to win. And the reality is, as we just see across the season, more often I think it's a big size, it doesn't pan out for them. And I think that's a big reason as to why. Excuse under Ten Hag, United have one win I think against the top half of the top half teams in the league away from home. Mm-hmm. It's that inability to actually try and contest them, and I think it was even more showing in this game when we went two one up now and they had to attack us. Yeah, and literally two three passes um they, that they had to come out two three mm-hmm. passes we threw that we score again. And you saw the difference in quality between the two sides really showed it. So then now I'm not saying, well, John, if you are saying there's this chasm in quality, should they come and try to go toe-to-toe with y'all? No, I'm not saying that. But rather, it is more indicative to the neutral of where United actually is right now that they have to come there and hope to smash and grab. You would not say Liverpool come there to do that. You would not say City come there to do that. And that is where I think that they are the teams that are up there. And then there are the teams that there's a gap on everybody else. So, what I was looking for is some stats coming out of this game. Their defensive line was up, was up around 33 meters high, something like that, right? Yeah. Ours was 57. That is the difference between sides that come to play. Now, admittedly, we home or whatever, right? The possession was in our favor. The XG was in our favor. The field, if you're willing to listen to those things, mm-hmm. was extraordinarily in our favor. And with the way that they also set up, is that like, in the first half, we was allowing them having the ball. Yeah. Right? And people were saying, well, oh, they come to us, not dominate the ball. We let them have the ball mm-hmm. because we don't believe they could actually do anything with it. They go long. And they didn't do nothing with They it. didn't. They went long. Eventually, because they fell a pass around, pass around, pass around, back, nothing going, nothing going, tried it long. We went back, go again. Mm-hmm. And the same thing Pep did to us when he came at home to us. He let us have the ball. Mm-hmm. And when we finally try, we he win it. Two, three passes over the top to Holland, boom, they out. And he all won the game. Mm-hmm. Same thing here, and we won the game. So, for some reason, this thing's not loaded. I give up on it. But we had some uh, moments of contention in this game. First off was Havertz had a penalty that was first called, then called off. You thought that was correct? I said, look, honestly, looking at that, 
I, f- I really felt it. I really felt. I, I felt it was correct. I felt it was correct. But honestly, it's not from many angles you you see in that. Uh, I could get, you know, in favor of not giving the penalty from from numerous angles. You you would see. It didn't look like any contact happened, but then they had like one or two angles where you see where Casimiro comes in and makes and makes it um and makes you know the shot for a penalty a lot a lot more a lot more going in favor for Arsenal because mm-hmm. I felt like with one Bissaka I understand but he, and but even just for that for a tactical I uh, just a tactical um point of view one Bissaka coming in there I feel like I don't know if, if he was just on something and was was not really thinking and then at the last minute decided to pull out but. You know, rightly so, right? So he pulled out. There was no contact, and then when Casimiro comes in, I, you know, that's where that's where things get a little. A little that's where the area get a little great for me. I really not too sure, but I feel like from all that, from the uh, the uncertainty, I just feel the referee did get did get it right, honestly. So for me, it was like it was one of them that if they had called it in real time or not, I was okay with it. But I was really surprised that they did overturn it. Yeah. Now, like I said, if they did call it in real time, I'd have been okay. But to me, like, there is contact. But somebody did point out it come like Harvard was more contacted than Juan Basaka. So, fair enough. On Kaido, another game. Yeah. It's been another game. Yeah. Um, he had a pretty good chance of scoring the first half. And I was just there, like, bro, why did you take a touch? Just won't get dog. Like, just hit it. Yeah. And. It just feels like nothing going for him anymore, man. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, is like, after the international break, we going to play Everton. Bro, I'm still starting Kayan. And the reason being is, like, the other options, like, if party was fit, I would have heard the arguments of, okay, we'll start race, start party together. Party's going to be out for a few weeks. And the other options is to play a lot more lighter weight players in midfield. At least have with I know that he's winning deals, he's contesting, he's tracking back, he's winning the ball and stuff. But like on the other side of the game, it's just not happening for him right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is so funny that this is the sword that Ateta is gonna have to die on. Because he had a summer where he could have literally chose anybody at all in the world. Yeah. Sign anybody. He literally get Declan Rice ahead of Olya, ahead of Bayern. These size of teams. And decided he had to spend money on him. And I mean, obviously, as I asked, the final win to come good. And in my head, I think it will. Because, especially like watching you all now, I think that teams are kind of trending to a place where they are actually playing two strikers together. And us playing Havertz and, in theory, he is used together would be our version of playing Alvarez and Haaland. Mm-hmm. And when we get to you, we discuss it, how well that is working out for you all. And the underlying numbers suggest that he should come good. It's just like, bro, just stick the back in it. He also had created a pretty decent chance for somebody that was also blocked. And I don't know why. It just... I, got, I feel sorry for him actually more than anything else because... I don't necessarily think he's done anything wrong. I also think like he is so crippled in confidence right now that he just needs something to break for him in order for him to start a contribute again. But then it comes like a catch-22, right? You need him to 
have confidence to you know, to get through something, but then he needs to get something to get his confidence up. I, I know, and even even for that too, it's also like he know he know the pressure on him, and he know that right now he's trying to prove everyone everybody wrong. Yeah, and I was kind of like he have to do that twice because it seems that he's still trying to prove Chelsea fans are wrong. I know with this move to Arsenal that everybody had questions for, and he trying to prove that wrong. So yeah. I feel like realistic yeah. for him. He show moments. He's honestly have those moments where you'll see those little flash of quality. Because again, they can't read. You're not going to doubt and say the quality the player that Kai is. He doesn't have that quality there. And right now, you won't really jump. Obviously, you know, for for joke reason, you won't really jump straight and just say that oh he's just garbage all of a sudden. Because you remember, you remember his time yeah. in Germany, and you remember the flashes that he had in Chelsea. I know with Arsenal, you think with this system now he could, you know, he could show, you know, his old his old self, and you could, you could get that old Kai back up with the con- with the confidence. But as you mentioned, you know, sometimes that that luck just not there for him, you know. And 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 as much as you keep defeating him, the longer drag on now because it's four games now, the longer that drag on. Yeah, it's Atatas, Atata, you know, might have to bite the bullet and say, you know what, throw money bench because you see other players like Fabio Vieira coming on and doing so good. So, like honestly, if it wasn't Everton, we was playing next time start Fabio. Like if it was like a home game or even a way to. A team yeah. that is not as physical in the middle of the park, then yeah, I would have. Um, some more Arsenal stuff before we talk more on United. Mm-hmm. I don't think Arsenal are clicking yet for the season, and that is part of the reason yeah. why. Like, like obviously we scored and, and we won, and I'm happy about that. I I can't not be a fan, but like the part of me that is super critical, and I I, I try to tell everybody this: I am way more critical about my own side than I am about anybody else. Mm-hmm. Is that I think it's I'm a bit concerned in how little we were clicking. However, I think part of it is just down to a lot of people just have not played together in such a long period of time that even throughout this season we've had so many chop and change already. Like this was Gabriel Mangale's first start. Mm-hmm. Um, this was Zinchenko's first start. This was his um only second cameo, and like last time he was only on for like five minutes, six minutes, something like that. Today he was on for like a good half an hour. A lot of things coming together. Players leaving out because of injuries and stuff like that. Part, this is the first game part they didn't play. And there's so much chop and change that is happening at the same time as why Arsenal have been struggling with a bit of cohesiveness. So, knowing that, knowing the fact that even amongst this lack of cohesion that is going on, we are still pulling up good numbers. Our metrics are still really high. That it just tells me that in reality, Virgil, we started the season kind of rough. Mm-hmm. But we have 10 points from 12, and our metrics are good. Yeah. That suggests to me that there's a little monster rumbling, dog. That once everybody gel again, we are going to start to smack teams aside mm-hmm. and start to score a lot more. And I think a big part of that is the man who scored the third goal, Gabby Jesus, man. I thought he had a phenomenal um, cameo when he came on. He was contesting balls, he was yeah. winning, he was uh, dribbling at players. He obviously had the little shimmy for the last goal. Great performance by him, and he reminded me, and well, not me, but I hope he reminded everybody of the quality of striker that he is. Like, I, I, I know that he misses chances. I, I know that, but Haaland aside, mm-hmm. probably Osimhen too. I, I really like Osimhen. Yeah. I ain't trading for nobody. Yeah. Like, if he just learns a pattern, his finishing, bro. I am. We have one of the best forwards in the world. Yeah, like even before last year, even when he was missing chances, just somebody who 
electrifies a team to raise their level with his ability to dribble and to take on men and to flip games in that moment. He is so uh, he's so ele- electrified again that he's so needed in this team sometimes. And I think that he will be a big part as to how Kai will come good eventually. Yeah. Somebody like him to be able to play off of and around and to help feed Kai and to be able to interchange with him so that when he drops it, Kai could go in behind and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the things I was going to say about Arsenal before we could go to United a little bit more was, again, I said this is Gabriel first start yeah. and I thought he was fantastic. I thought he was better than Saliba, honestly. I thought that Saliba actually had some rocky moments in this game. Gave away the ball a few times. I thought that he had some blame to take on the goal at United squad. And yeah, anything else you want to say before we switch more to United? Nah, everything I have to say really just on United point of view, honestly. Yeah. So United, um, well, Bruno goes again, but I mean, it's kind of given at this point. Yeah. Um, Captain Phenomenal. Hey, I forget to mention that. The whole point of, I think it was so important that we scored when we did too, was that Odegaard scored a fantastic finish, bro. Yeah. Catch him sleeping off guard. And I spent last week talking about a lack of maturity yeah. with Arsenal sometimes and a lack of professionalism. I thought I saw it way better here. And I think I also saw a lack of it from United as well. But yeah, with United... The bright spot was, I thought Dalo actually had a good game against Saka. I thought he made it really difficult for him. But guess what, guys? When he's that good, he'll still walk away with assists, uh, winning assists too. Um, despite the fact that Dalo honestly did have a pretty good game on him. And he, sh- and he should have scored as well. I thought Hoyland came on to good effect. And even though like he didn't have much success against Gabriel outside of one, um, one duel that he won against him, that I guess most of the league, he would be a big threat for them. And I thought United were better when he came on, when they had an option to go long to. Yeah. Somebody that like, the ball could stick or that he could flick on and stuff like that. Outside of that, though, like, both Lissandro and, and Lindelof made some seriously dangerous challenges that were so lucky that they had other men around them like relatively close to them that they would not have been classified as last man's tackles to get red guards. Yeah. Uh Lissandro literally came off after his own um United set up a pair and ended up finishing the game with Maguire and Johnny Evans, who played together by the way guys at Le- at Leicester City of all yeah. places. Um and yeah it, it it feels like when United comes into these games it's more a case of can we sneak something? Rather than, can we go there and contest? And I think until... Well, the fans really affect us. But until the people around United do realize that that is where they are, the first issue with anything in life is to acknowledge where you are as a person. And then to address the issue. But they don't act like that is an issue. That is okay, the fact that they go places and hope to get the better of of teams in one or two moments. Rather, continuously sustain... Periods of dominance against oppositions. Mm-hmm. Looking at looking at um United and you know to just paint the entire picture of United right now. You look at it from from the tactics that I had and from even from early, you could see that 
you had a lot of question marks as to why United won. You know, they, they were trying their best to play out from the back and trying their best. And as you mentioned, they were keeping out the position. But while keeping, out, keeping that possession, we're doing nothing. You, it just seemed like United, one, they just did not have no confidence in their midfield. Like, they didn't want to find those midfielders or put that ball in the midfield for... Um, because if I I don't know if that if that's down to fear and that once the midfield duel happen between their midfielders and Arsenal that they're going is go, they're not going to um they're not going to come out on top on that because many times you saw a pass around the back pass around the back go long you know they have these men these men in the midfield that supposedly is of this high quality and there was just no confidence there was just nobody trying to seek out seek um those midfielders when they end when they did find the midfielders finally. It was from a smash and grab, which was for, from Ericsson. Ericsson found it Rashford. And that was more down to Arsenal. That was more down to them trying to capitalize on the other teams making a mistake. Yeah. Which yeah. which did happen. Now, look, now looking at, at the at the other point, coming down to when it when coming on to the end when the decade just started to happen, United, I know we mentioned, you know, we mentioned this 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 is not so, something to say that is a was a negative. But United now have to rely on these players like Ganacho coming on to try and you know put in Jack a bit a little bit of peace because from from the the starting level that was there after a while there you felt like nothing was going to come from United it felt like yeah. everything was Arsenal everything was Arsenal well, and even go, even going back to the equalizer for Arsenal immediately after that uh, that goal United fell asleep immediately you still see that their head you see that their heads were somewhere else they they yeah. forgot they like they I felt like from that they got overconfident or something and their heads were gone because if you're looking for where, for even for Odegaard, there's no there's no way a big team should be letting that player that player of that quality with so much space on the edge of the box mm-hmm. even Martinelli Martinelli was just there Martinelli was just there having fun having having fun from before that goal and there's a other moment, a other moment I would like, I want to highlight. Oh, the quickness in play or um, comparing these two teams. Mm-hmm. United felt, United felt, it just felt with United so that. Lethargic, bro. It is, yeah, it just felt that after a while, players need to stop, raise their head, look left and right, try to pick out a pass. And even for that chance where Saka missed, you saw how quick Arsenal was moving that ball. All, and even at that moment, it felt like you did not know, you didn't know um, what, was going to, what was going to be the outcome from that play. And just out of nowhere, in a split of a second, then I can't remember who, who, who put that ball down for soccer. For um, soccer, I believe it was um, that was, he, that was so it was the, the chance that he hit straight out of the runner, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, the, White said it across. Yeah. That he is just flick it to him. Yeah, okay, yeah. So even from that, you see quick the ball just reach out to, to White, ball in ball in the box because that is you know you're trying to find a chance, you're trying to get back get back in the game. Mm-hmm. But I say all this to say, and I just want to add one more point, you know. Thing you know coming on to end the game, you, you I don't know if United's United's plan was to you know lock up shop, show up the back. You join the likes of Harry Maguire and Johnny Evans, two players that you know. Well, one who's right now everybody have a lot of question marks. One another one who is you know yeah he's just the twenty. You have a, a center back pairing of Harry Maguire and Johnny Evans in twenty twenty three. That doesn't make no sense. Mm-hmm. I say all that to say, all those points come together. And all those points could only equal why United is a championship team. <laughs> because for all those things, you will not see uh, no big teams. You'll see you'll not see any big teams rely on those rely on those things or make those mistakes or or play those type of tactics. It really seems honestly with United sometimes 
they try this long ball because with this the, the midfield they have no confidence in the midfield because even when the ball gets in the midfield they lose it immediately and they have no outlet and even when they have outlets they don't know how to, how, how to find them mm-hmm. and when they are uh, when they are defending it just seems that sometimes players just lose their head and with just a little bit of, a little bit of consistency a little bit of you know a little bit of quality from 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 the opposition they could unlock United easily. And don't get me wrong, you know, people, we look at Onana and we look at Onana and say, you know, the deflection. But that, that, for, for that, I feel like one Rice, can, one Rice can't be there. So he can't be there with a yeah. free volley. And Onana, honestly, had to, be better, had to be better for a lot of those goals, honestly. Yeah. So I honestly feel like with United, when you look at United, yeah, United right now, I don't see... I can't, I can't say I don't see where they're going to go, but I don't see the quality. I don't see the quality there. There's no fear. There's no fear factor in United. There is. N- there's nothing that that separates them, that separates them from a mid-table team, and it's not that puts them in conversation with those top teams. Because look at the likes of Arsenal. Look how Arsenal play. The quickness. You see how, how, how Arsenal play play for that, and it felt like Arsenal had a plan. No matter what, Arsenal went down. Rapid response from kickoff. What couple seconds later from kickoff, Arsenal responded, mm-hmm. and it felt like from that. Arsenal, you know, I felt from that United were just all over the place. Even Onana was there trying to trying to keep tell him to calm down, and from that there was n- there was no response. They were still. It honestly felt that like, it honestly felt from that moment. It felt that like, okay, if Arsenal was able to get equalizer in a short space of time, Arsenal would have be favourites to, to snatch that second goal. Yeah, um, I think with some stuff with United is that like as if we just just be very real for a second, right and. We want to get the pod kind of going. So, if we just be real, real fast, I can as I like, when we watch the four games United that have played so far this season, we are talking about a two losses so far to two of the big six. Mm-hmm. That's two of their, right, well, again, I say this with the most respect ever. We are not all their rivals for no damn top four. Mm-hmm. With all the respect, we passed that. But with Spurs, who are rival for that, you lost to us. You barely scrape our win. And your other two games, where one you had to come back from 2-0 down, the other one, Wolves ran the show and just could not, by any means, put the boy back in it, where they put up a record number of shots in Old Trafford. There is a lot of issues ongoing at United right now. Now, they sign Amrabat, and I think Amrabat does solve some midfield issues. However, he doesn't solve all of it. And unless that he's coming in there to be the next Tony Cruz, to... Put his foot at dictate play and give United a sense of control. I, I just don't see it. Um, on the other side of it, between Lindelof, Martinez, and Onana, they had 175 touches between them. They had all that ball. And I think it's actually more disrespectful to where United are as an as a institution that they came. We allowed you have the ball at our place. 175 touches between the, your back three because we knew the ball wouldn't go anywhere. Yeah. Because we know that even if you give these guys the ball, even if they try the long, we'd have win it, sweep up the second ball, attack you again, and push you back, and push you back, and push you back. Last thing I want to say on this is that there is work to do for United. Now, like I said, there is some bright points to look at. Um, eventually, Hoyland would start a game. Eventually, Amrabat should come into the side. And maybe we'll be able to see a little bit more cohesiveness from United. However, I think that there is still some contrasting styles and where the defenders are comfortable playing, how high they are willing to play or not in terms of 
the type of attackers that they have in terms of how they could be cohesive, I think there would still be some growing pains. However, just purely by having two better profiles on the side, I do expect to just have to pick up a lot more points at a better rate after the international break. Last thing though, you see this man called Eric Ten Hag, and he is so insecure. Yeah. We've said this before on this show, eh? and when he came out and was arguing about things that the officials actually got correct. Like, for example, he was saying that before he, like, blames his players and his... Or not blame his players, but take the brunt for his players, rather. He threw Jadon Sancho under the bus as to why he didn't even play this week. He wasn't even on the bench. And Jadon literally uh, released a statement afterwards saying, please don't believe everything you read. I will not allow people to say things that are completely untrue. I've conducted myself and traded very well this week. He said that guy natural one wasn't offside. When the technologies automatic and they pick up the points on this up. This is not human error anymore. He's you see it for yourself. As well as don't let your eyes be fooled by what physics actually shows you. We the see an incorrect angle. However, the technology is set up. Yeah. We see that a weird angle rather that it still may look on side us. However, the technology is set up that it actually puts it parallel. Even though we can't see it from where we would sit on the screen. What else he was talking about? Hoyland penalty. What? What? Like, both of them are tussling. Like, before he takes responsibility for himself, and he never does that. Or rather that in these bigger games, he doesn't do that. And he talks all this talk in the, inter- in the pressers and stuff like that. And I genuinely feel it's because he needs to inflate his own self because he's afraid. He can't actually walk the walk when it comes to on the pitch. Yeah. You have anything to say about? No, that 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 is, and that is true. Because because one thing I wanted to just for um what you mentioned there with the Sancho and Tenhouse thing, those things, this not the first times where you know he will say one thing and then after you know you'll get actual facts that comes out that would kind of make him you know it wouldn't really have him in the best light. And this is something that's moving forward. It not really it not going to help any of Tenhouse's case moving forward. Because we're looking at this now, and rightly so, you'll say Sanchez being tr- would be treated at, at that. Mm-hmm. You, would, you would look at the player side because, rightly so, as much as people expected a lot, expected a lot more from Sancho, it seems that some, something way deeper than what we're seeing. So, it's something is a little additional mess that Tenor could have, could have avoid honestly. Yeah, fair enough. We will go backwards from here. Arsenal lost three 0 to Liverpool today. Yep. Um, Darwin Nunes had a pretty good showing. Um, he got two. Well, it, it came now as one assist and he forced a known goal. And uh, we should use many people that prop up Unai Emery's Aston Villa at the start of the season. Yeah. They are now two losses, two wins. Mm-hmm. And um, is that how you felt they would have gone? Do you think you expect a little better? Yeah, I did expect a little better. I felt like I felt like there is no constant. There's no set solid. There's no solid um, formation that I feel like they want to play. I feel like the tactics sometimes will be a little hit, hit and miss with them. Because look at my own, like you know, last week things things were looking good, and you felt they will they'll come into this game. You know, things will be a little different. But felt that after a while, you you saw the game plan was not working. Thing it felt like things were trying to change coming on because they were still they were still there. They're still trying to be um attacking. They're still trying to get something back. But after a while, it just felt like things, everything was all over the place, honestly. And it felt like Emery did not did not know how to take charge of the game. They didn't yep. know how to how to steady steady ship, honestly. And you know, you really saw it there from from um 
and Liverpool really took took um took their chances. Liverpool really took advantage of that, and you saw rightly so somebody that we did talk about somebody like Darwin Nunes. This is a good a good game for a good game for him for him to be there, whether he started mm-hmm. or, or had a cameo. Yeah, and there was no there there was because there was no doubt that this would be a good game for him. He did not disappoint, honestly. I'll mention two. I want to I want to say is, see, super sly. I'm on his quality. Bro, I'm left foot. I'm on his left foot. And also too, I want to say even even McAllister too. Just from that midfield too, those those midfielders were having a having a field there for that with Aston Villa team, yep. honestly. And I look. This is again some concerns I have with Unai Emery. You go on to um Anfield, right? Respect Anfield for what they are. What Liverpool is too, and you go there with one of the highest lines there is the league eight. Fair mm-hmm. play, that we not talk about United and the fact that they were they display real deep or whatever. But then you go there and you don't press, you yeah. play this weird high line and you don't press. And then now you have some of the fastest attackers on the other team. Like you're always just gonna set yourself up for failure, bro. Liverpool, on the other hand, have managed to make four midfielders at this point. Um, Two of which have started today, and there was on the bench. I couldn't. I didn't remember Gavin got registered at the time. I don't think he did though. Nah, I know. And either way, they might still do the midfield rebuild. And so was I. Has, to me, has looked pretty good since he signed. Yeah. I've been very impressed, and I think that United, that Liverpool have played a blinder by getting him relatively uncontested in this window. And it's somebody that I expect to continue to see good stuff from going forward. And yeah, that was basically it. Trent had a amazing game. Mm-hmm. I thought this was the best version I've seen from Trent attacking wise so far this season. Only four games in. Who knew he just needed to get a little bit warm? And yeah, Liverpool are now three wins in, two red cards in, yep. and a draw. Ten points on the board, seeing as ass now. Mm-hmm. So I know that you had. We had Liverpool to finish the season. Had them finishing. I know. I think I had them finishing. Six. I know. I know that toss up between six and fifth. How are you feeling about that right now? About that, you see, honestly, the things that it, the the other teams are thrown more off right now is one. Well, one obviously United. So that I, I really want that I really wouldn't mind because it's a toss up between fifth and fifth and six. But it really, it really is the likes of Newcastle and, and Spurs. One Newcastle right now playing some very questionable football. If you like, you don't know. You don't know if they could um if they could handle the pressure. But on the other hand, a team that you know didn't really didn't really mention in Spurs playing some, you know, surprising football, some 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 shockingly good football. So yeah, I feel still I don't I honestly still don't feel I don't feel I'll put Liverpool up there for you know, because people right now talking about Liverpool, about Liverpool could push and be title contenders. I don't I don't I don't see that yet. I honestly don't see that. I feel like they could push, they could push for Europe, but realistically, I feel like it, it's still a. Uh, fight for top four for them that's that's as much as i could put up i think it still would be a fight for top four but like at this point i mean even when i watch the fact that like newcastle are now four games in and the only points that they have on the board now admittedly it's not an easy start yeah. they did have to play Aston Villa, bright liverpool and man city in the first four years fair enough that's not an easy start yeah. but i had them down as to finish fourth and they are currently three points in three out of twelve yeah. i also had chelsea to finish in the top four they have one win for the season against Luton Forest went to them hit them where United tried to do this weekend so when I look at those teams it is hard for me to look past Liverpool and think that 
even if you feel like they may be shaky moments for Liverpool off the ball, like I really do think that they needed another centre back. I think they needed especially a left side centre back. However, even if you think that it may be some shakiness off the ball, one, you have one of your best keepers, if not the best keeper, you will at saving you points. Yeah. Two, the attack is so good, they can win against five three. Yeah. And they'll see how their points are. So at this point, I really do think that Liverpool should be at a minimum in top four. If not, that Enzo turns out to be when he's through the signings of the summer, Endo, sorry, I mean, and they could even put together a run even higher than that. Because we know that players like Salah, like Luis Diaz, they are capable of performing at title contending level. Going back again now, we just said Newcastle and Brighton. Oh my goodness. I should have saved that. I'm going to look for it though. But, oh my gosh, how about I look for this? I'll find it. Mm-hmm. You don't even know what I'm talking about, nope. but I'll find it. Um, Brighton beat you guys the three the yeah. three one, and who's called a hat trick, Virgil? Yeah, my Ferguson, honestly. Love him, man. Yeah, boy. He's that very man. good. In fact, you know, you know, very thing before the game yesterday. I just have nothing to do with Hoyland, by the way. I was like, you know, you know, I did dump seventy million on on Hoyland, and I think Evan Ferguson probably just as good if not better. And Iman went on to score a hat-trick on his second start. I think he also scored one other goal uh, this weekend. That being said, Brighton were great this game. And for long periods, it didn't even feel like Newcastle. Like Newcastle had like a little chance in the earlies. But like for most of this game, it felt like if it was up to Brighton, how much they were going to score. And we just see teams jump up like this every now and again in the league. Excuse me. We wonder how long could they sustain this kind of form for. And just like last season, where I think that they were so unlucky actually not to make top four in the end because of the decimation of injuries they had to deal with coming on the stretch, that if they could ride out injury form, then what's the stop them for competing for the Champions League places? That's very true. Um, concern for Newcastle, praise for Brighton. Yeah, I feel like we expected this game to be a lot closer than that. Well, we expected this game to be a close game, honestly. But I felt like Brighton really ran away with, it, really, with this game, honestly. Mm-hmm. And it really is a mixture, mixture of both, honestly. It is a concern for Newcastle because you saw after you saw after a while, it just felt like toolessness, honestly, from them. And it just really had to come down from, you know, Mr. O'Reliable, Callum Wilson, to, to pull something back. But you see, you saw, you saw a good moment. You saw a good moment from them, but... You know, when you're really up there and you're really pushing for, you know, for the big prizes, you really have to take your chances. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have made mention about Almiron. We have, give, we have given praise to the other wingers that they brought in, but Brighton really, Brighton really did, Brighton really put together a very stubborn team for that because even for attack was so, was so much quality, defense was stubborn. Yep. And just so happened that Brighton couldn't, couldn't keep, the, keep the clean cheese. And for Ferguson, hat trick, but one thing I feel like, he honestly would have to think, to think to himself that this was probably the easiest hat trick he could have get because I don't know. I honestly don't know if it's because of Newcastle made it easy or if he was just so good. But this man composure and finishing was just was just up there. I can't mm-hmm. remember which one which one was. It was the second was the hat trick that turn and just pass into the corner. That, that was just simple. I think a little pass from Gilmore. All he did was just turn, yeah. nice little turn, just run down the middle, free down the middle, and just. Pick his corner and and just pick his corner. And one thing we can we see about Brighton, Brighton are sh- struggling with their injuries as well. You know they had you know NC so which they wanted. Yeah, boy, that is so. Yeah, they really. That's so sad. Uh, it's, it's so true. it's so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. 
So we can't say we can't say that everything has been going Brighton's way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I really, yeah, I really have to give credit to Brighton. It just seems right now that looking at how things were for Newcastle, it just flip right now. You know, feel like Brighton might be right, might be that team. Yeah. And I'm gonna ask some Virgil. So th- only three other players have managed just be to score a PL hat trick at the age of eighteen. I'll, I'll be real. I don't know if you'll get these because if somebody had asked me this, I don't know if I'll get them. I gave one hint. One played for... At least one of them played for Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Another one is a Ballon d'Or winner. And the other one is a friend named Chris Barton Williams. I'm not going to even pretend to know who that is. So, if you could name the other two. One, you say one played for Liverpool, one is a Ballon, one is a Ballon d'Or winner. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Tell you guys both played for Liverpool. Both played for Liverpool? Yeah. Hmm. Um. Owen? Yeah, so Owen is one. Yeah, Owen is one. And um, other one that played for Liverpool. Striker, midfielder. Striker. Young. Wait, wait, wait. Well, he would be eating any time. Maybe he would be eating at that time. Hmm. Hmm. Not know, that one, Michael Owen. It's called three hat tricks at the age of 18. You know? Michael, Michael That's insane. Owen, Owen, was, Owen was different, though. Owen was different. The other one is Robbie Fowler. Well, I don't know if you like that. But I, 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 I know it has to be somebody English. But, but it is some really nice company to be in. And I think... Tony Bloom allegedly was in the mm-hmm. Arsenal fan box today for the Arsenal United game. Yeah. Bring me about Vegas on next season, bro. Yeah. We have a week to do. Um, so yeah, I I agree with you. Is is it a case if they can ride on injuries, bro? I, I thought that the centre back that they brought in, um I genuinely can't remember his name. It, it seemed like a Dutch name if he was Dutch. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Some you know what I'm about? Yeah. Um I, I, I got a young, a young talent too that, that people had, had their eyes on. Really can't, can't remember. Van Heck. Yeah. He had a really good game, I thought, even though it was him that kind of get turned on Wilson goal. But yeah, good returns from him. Moving along again. Hollywood 5 1. Yeah. And we really have seen a slight return of two striker systems coming together. Yeah. I think um, Alvarez and Haaland have had a really good understanding together mm-hmm. these last few games playing together. And even more importantly, they are both in my FPL. Yeah, um, Ake goal. Mm-hmm. There was some contention around it. Yeah. I'll be real. It should have been offside. It was offside. Yeah. yeah. Realistically. But again, yeah. Ake in my FPL. Yeah. <laughs> so but yeah, um, what was it thoughts again? Yeah, but for work, I mean for a while. At half time, Fulham had a lot of chances yeah. in the first half to score. Honestly, from honestly from that game and I felt like well one thing I feel with like with these four games, I feel like these four games these four games really for across the Premier League was perfect, was good for, for a lot of teams to kinda like iron out iron out um their issues and really like you know, test out what they need to test out and you know be, they could even they could cement what formation, what tactics they want to use going forward after the international break. But I felt like there was no other team that had it better than Man City for these four games because you felt you saw in the first game, first game, things weren't really like things weren't really like how we see it now. Coming out now, I feel like right now we are really cementing this two striker formation. Mm-hmm. You know, 
just so just so you happen that you know our main our main man um the boring was out so we really tried our best to incorporate Haaland in that in that ten role and see what could come out of it. And still, for me, I would still say that when Haaland, both Haaland and Alvarez playing, I would prefer to see see Foden. But from what I mentioned, it was there was the perfect fixture where you felt that you could give a new signing in um, Duku a chance. And although he was electric, at yeah, he, I think he, he's electric. He still has he still has a, a lot to, a lot to learn and a lot to understand with the system because. Mm-hmm. You know those moments, they those electric moments are you know good for the cameras, good for good to boost up the hype. But there's still certain certain parts of this game where he still needs to understand what is expected and and how to work with those players around him. Being so, being case of he was work, he was playing a lot close to Alvarez. Mm-hmm. But honestly, you know from that, from honestly, honestly, I feel like from what we are trying to do, this two striker formation. It is something something that is not really not something that not really uncommon. Mm-hmm. We did try that. We did try playing those two together a bit last season, and it always worked. One thing, one thing you would always look at is you know you don't really have the bodies in case something's to happen. You don't you want to, you know. We had concerns with with Haaland. We didn't want to throw our results. So it's in case something happens to Haaland, you know you have this this fresh fresh striker that could come on. Mm-hmm. But right now, all those worries aside. I really like I really like what I see, honestly. These this is these are the games that would give you a lot of confidence. You if you're finding these players that could play together. And honestly, I feel like I hope we really keep with this formation. You could think a little bit when it comes down to, you know, I know much more winnable games or Champions League if you really want. We have we have some new bodies in, in midfield. Mm-hmm. But right now, this two striker formation. It is it. It is. And one thing would one thing I would always credit with Alvarez, he is a striker. He his his first instinct is always his always first instinct is always to find goal. But he does well trying. He does well bringing bringing players around him into the game. Mm-hmm. And what he likes to fold and who's who also, you know, has moments where that he has selfish moments, but he also has some moments where he, you know he he does he could find a striker. Mm-hmm. Him having that outlet of not just Hall alone, but he could also find Alvarez who is deep. It really does good for his game as well. Only person I would like I would like to take advantage of the system is Grealish. It's kind of coincidence that Grealish wasn't the team and we you know we mm-hmm. end up winning five. But you know so far so far things looking good with, with the with the two striker formation. This is like one of I don't think it should have been a surprise. Mm-hmm. But Kovacic has been amazing for you all. Honestly he's been so mm-hmm. good. I like I think like until this era of where Chelsea have been willing to sell their rivals, you would have think like he should like he is a pep player. Yeah. He just needed to be guided more, mm-hmm. you know, as a player. Because we know like he, he is precious his son, he carries the ball well, he passes well. That he is like the prototype pep midfielder that you would have wanted. And so yeah, it's really annoying, honestly. Like this is so not needed. But I thought Doku was pretty good as well. I thought, like, there is some rawness to this game. Yeah. However, it had this one moment where he sized up, man. I went, went left, dropped shoulder, and do the kind of take that tear or just the way he's flicking the ball up and go right. Yeah. And he might just wet all the way left. Yeah, he gonna be a problem. He gonna be a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I, honestly, the only thing I think you're all missing these days is, is honestly KDB and his ability to just, like, create high volume chances at, yeah. a, at a higher. Because, like, we spoke a lot. I know we say this after Hollywood five one, right? But like we spoke a lot about how the system is not really meant to create high volume, high quality chances, yeah. you know. And 
even like the XG was very close between the two teams. So I think that Fulham had 1.5 trios out there. Y'all had 2.5 something. That is still pretty close. However, as we said a million times, when you have players that are so clinical, they will take these chances. Yep. You know? And I thought this was the best complete game I saw from Alvarez so far since he started to play with Haaland together. Mm-hmm. I know the starters since the end of last season a little bit, but it was complete I saw him. You know, winning the penalty, um, pass, um, some passing as well. He runs off of Haaland as well. I thought it was really good. The more result that people wanted to talk about was the fact that Nottingham Forest beat Chelsea. Yeah. And apparently Chelsea fans are trying to fit because because the chance with the close, they can't spend the next 200 million given that they lost. Yeah. Um, well, I being real, this kind of unpotched to me to some extent because like, yeah. why does you at home do nothing on Forest and playing three eights in your midfield mm-hmm. and Raheem and Jackson alone on top? Like, bro, Chelsea are so boring to watch, boy. And like, you can keep selling me that Chilwell is playing left wing. He ain't a winger, bro. He's not a winger. Could we stop it? Yeah, boy. And you have players like Badwake and Modric. A new signing. Co- mm. we, we never talked about this, enough. Yeah, we never, never talked about it. But why? Why would you let somebody that good go to Chelsea? <sighs> And that and that's that, that one, real bother me, yeah. No, honestly, that, like you can look at you look at it from from many sides. You can look at it from from the fact that City honestly did leave a ready-made a ready-made Mars replacement, somebody who who learned on the Mars, and you will see and you saw you know when people say you know he learned on the Mars, you literally saw why the good left foot up that that could play on the right wing, somebody that is, that was right there from the academy, no need to spend no money. Mm-hmm. You would understand, you, you know, you'll think the logical thing would be okay to keep him. Then, then we had the likes of Makati or the other um, youth man that was in the midfield. He's more of a more of a creative attacking midfielder. It felt that it make more sense to send him send him him on loan to Sheffield because Sheffield been trying their best to get this man back back in the team on loan. Yeah, and keep and keep cool because that was an issue where we needed we needed you know we needed um bodies on the right. But then to so, so decide, did not it would make so much sense. First, to let this man go. Like yeah. I don't see how it, how how you can promise this man football because he because between him and him and Doku, he's the most experienced. Yeah, you know, and and you're saying that that he's the most experienced. He understands understand the system and he delivers. He has returns in the system. So you can look at it from that side, but you can also look at it look at it from the other side of you managed to get 45, 45 million for somebody who have no Premier League goals. Mm-hmm. So. It's a, it's a bizarre in no matter how you look at it and the money spent for him and you, and then so you decide to let him go. It's just bizarre and I really don't understand. But, yeah. It happened. Raheem was still pretty lively but like, look, as I've said like a, a billion times, like, they are so static at this point that like, you can keep selling me that you're doing a 4 3 one with Chilwell playing left wing mm-hmm. then that to me compounds the issue even more. Like, why are you doing that? And yeah, I think that at this point, that. you have all these uh, like Chelsea apparently buying attackers to leave them on the bench. That is that's not good enough. And like, mm-hmm. like Cole Palmer now reaching right, and like the fact that he now reach and you don't want to start them, fine, I get that. Mm-hmm. 
But you get mad with you and Modric back from injury. But because you beat Luton 3 0, you can keep the same lineup that lost to, that drew to Liverpool and that lost to West Ham, right? Yeah. That is how you do it. That's how, that is how, that is the smart thing to do, right? And it was so static. Like, I'll be really like, even when, even Maduiki came on, I wasn't really that moved by him. Like, I thought he was very heavy footed with how he was playing. I didn't really feel like he impacted as much. Neither Modric either. So, he relances Vigil. Let me spend 200 million again. I think you saw how Forrest played against Arsenal. He was able to. to to observe that, is able to get some data from that. You also saw how they play against Manchester United, mm-hmm. and you were able to come in this game. You know, between between United and Arsenal, you know how you be able to come in this game a lot more prepared than those teams would. Mm-hmm. You know, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Forest is a team that for one week could could look one way and then transfer to come and they and they bring in seven players and they're looking totally different. But you know, Chelsea on the other hand, they spend the money too. This is a, this is two teams crashing that just throwing money at players and bringing in, and bringing in these large numbers of players. Mm-hmm. And just so happened between the both of them, Forest is the one that seems that they made the best made the better investments. And that going to that going to that honestly kind of put a little salt in the wounds for Chelsea as well because yeah. they lost in the, in the manner which they lost. And they also spend a large, a large amount of money on new players and brought in a lot of new signings. And Forest came out on top still. So Chelsea right now, I understand where a lot of fans, a lot of Chelsea fans are saying is a lot of players right now. The system is still new. You know, you really can't expect the Chelsea side to to gel together immediately. You have to give them time. You all are Chelsea. You all going up against Forest. Yes, yes, yes. I feel like yes, we could expect that. Yeah. It's, it's not far fetched to say. In the, not far fetched as okay, they went going up against you know the likes of Liverpool again and saying okay, we had to give them time. This is Forest. You all, you all honestly could have could have you know got more than this or you could have gotten a point at least. Bro, and Jackson had probably missed the season so far. I yeah. never saw it. Yeah, but yeah, still yeah, him pass it back. Bro, he has the whole goal. He has my whole FPL in his hand, bro, and. He, I don't even know what to describe that finish, bro. Like, I know it's funny. He's panicking there, you know, because yeah, yeah, it's panic. he That's doesn't panic. have to actually stretch your head there. He can just run onto it and has the whole goal at his mercy. Mm-hmm. But it's so panic that he wants to score. But like, yeah. Um, look, here what I would say, and, and this isn't raps. The way that usually these kind of models work out is like, I I think that if they keep spending at this rate, that eventually. At this rate, because this rate it seems unsustainable, but we don't know where the end is. That it would eventually stumble upon something that does work. However, we are at a place right now where the squad feels somewhat unbalanced, and when we come back from the international break now, it's a case of let's see what Poch can do to balance out the team a little better. Can we get to see Cole Palmer in with Madueke, with Sterling, yeah. or Modric? With Jackson in these kinds of things together, and stop playing Gallagher and Enzo and what's his name, Kai Spice. Yeah, like, please stop, bro. It's it's not fun. We're yeah. not enjoying I, I, I it. Think, I think I think you call you call that name. One thing. Put back the grandfather one, and he retirement home too, dog. Because that man has zero recovery to get back to any ball. I don't understand why they still, you know, I don't, you know, everything with Chelsea right now is a lot of question marks and you, you just really don't know why. But one thing I want to mention too is at some point, the likes, you know, and, and I don't, I don't want to be the one to say it because obviously, you know, it's not, it's not the best, but people, they talk about, about Declan Reich. 
And you know for a fact, when it comes to DMs, that in that position, you tend to get a little, you know, a little cover, a little protection from the media when it comes to playing to your price tag. Fair. Yeah, I guess. Because, you know, for strikers, you know, simple you know, simple things. For strikers, you know, goes the score and defenders, you know, goes the, goes the keyboard. You, know, yeah, you can't yeah, really yeah. Expect, expect your arm, your, your DM to pull out a goals and assists and all those things. You can't really pull out that. Well, well, well. Yeah. well. <laughs> in a spliff, in a spliff, man, you know, and, and I think in moments where your DM do, do, do those things, I feel like those things are, are treated higher than, you know, a regular attacking midfielder. But going, going, to, going back to what OG saying, we have to get to a point where we have to really study and really have to, you know, really have to, you know, we can't really be too, we have to, we have to be serious and look at Kaiseiro because in that game, mm-hmm. Kaiseiro had moments where he was just looking terrible. Yep. He just yep, falling yep, yep, over yep, yep, yep. and these things because again, it was from the likes of a forest making your big money, big money DM look like that. That crazy, honestly. I also think Ilanga has looked pretty good since he's been forest, bro. Yeah, like, bro. like hands up, bro. I did not think that he had this level of talent. This just shows that the club that dedicated their entire life to supporting the devil mm-hmm. is not the place for good young Christian men to grow. That's very true. Last game before we kind of spin out of this. Um, Tottenham one five two. Would you look worried for your boy company, right? It's it not looking good, you know? It's look, it not looking it's good. It's really it not, looking, not good. looking good. If I had this point, it looked like all three promoted teams could go back. It, it is true, yeah. <laughs> um, Tottenham win 5-2. Hume mm. Son played on top. And look, I am so behind doing this for the rest of the season. Yeah. Like, Son's best qualities is shift and shoot. We all know this, right? Yeah, and he is an elite finisher. I will never, ever say anything different. You play Brendan Johnson now, who's just signed, who I think is a good signing. Brendan Johnson, um, Mana Solomon, and Deja Kulusevsky as the wide options. Feed Son. And yeah. I think they will score even more than they have been doing so far. Because you're not going to play wingers, not so much Kulusevsky, but more Mana Solomon and, um, and Brendan Johnson. And wingers, who, <coughs> sorry, who are more direct and are more a 1v1 threats and, and a more PC to stretch teams and to come inside and, ha- and are able to create moments of chaos for somebody to just finish. And that we have with him, that's also we have... But man, it's only a little more feeling. So oh, like, God, one thing. And, and, and I honestly forgot... I, don't I, we just, I mean, like, I don't think it's the same thing. I don't, I don't, I don't. That's why I don't listen to it the way he says because I don't think it's the same thing. But I, I just watch the fact that we buy have it and then Madison go there and I do all this Madison prop for so many years and he there banging dog. Now, honestly, too, I, I don't know why when, when we when we did the um the episode talking about, uh, talking about the transfers, I don't know why I forgot about Mano Solomon because that's somebody that I've yeah, yeah, been I behind. Too. I yeah. just I forgot. I, I, I won't I, I won't say uh, that any of my answers I give I would put him in there, but I just forgot that that man. And as I mentioned, I forgot from since from since his time and I'm at at Donis. That man is somebody that causes a lot of chaos, you know. And I forgot that having this man in that Spurs team with somebody like Madison. And you know that he could just cause that that cause some chaos out wide, and then find Madison on the edge of the box. I had a lot of uh, looking at Spurs, like they looking kind of looking like a very stubborn, troublesome team to go up against. Right now, yeah, boy. And what you mentioned with Brendan Johnson, yeah. 
if they if they manage, that one thing. Yeah, they say if they manage, but sometimes sometimes in football when you think of managers, the logic and you know waiting might make sense. They sometimes just go the window and they don't think about that. And I hope when they don't do that because if they do that, Spurs is going to be a very tough team to go up against. But credit to them and going back what you mentioned with company. Yeah, that's why I say like the hype. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, he's a club legend and everything, but the hype behind um the performances in the championship, it's not some is is not something that you, that you can immediately just say will translate to the Prem. And don't get me wrong, company is somebody that a lot of you know pundits, a lot of pundits um like. He's a very likable person, so you know they would not have that criticism criticism on him. They will see they will see how he performed. But that many teams before that performed well in the um in the championship came to the Premier League and did you know they end up going right back down if not mm-hmm. the same season the next season after yeah. so i i get you know there's a it was a nice level it's a good level for him but right now he have to think and try to do something differently because if not every team now are going to is going to put them in the conversation as luton we go into them to just get a bag of goals and get three points yeah valid um to be honest this whole weekend with the exception of both Real Madrid and Barca, most teams that you kind of expected to win did with it, except for the fact that Lazio beat Napoli. However, mm-hmm. Lazio all play Napoli. Yeah. Do you know I was surprised. that Cavascalia has zero goals and two assists since March? Not really? Since March? Since March. Hey. Yeah, that's kind of long, bro. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, that wild. But I'm not worried. He's still yeah. very good. Yeah, it's just like, yeah don't worry it also that. shows, like, to be honest, this shows to me the disrespect that Martinelli is getting. Because, like, people was ready to put cover up there with, you know, Vinicius and stuff. Yeah, and, like, I didn't that. no, Martinelli just put on a 15 goal season that got cut short by injury in the Prem. Though. Have yeah. some respect, though. He just take one of the best 1v1 fullbacks in the league for a dog walk for 90 minutes, dog. Yeah. Put respect on my man's name. Um, yeah, both Barca and Real had some. Relatively difficult games that they turned around. I'll get halfway when one nil up. And Real Madrid managed came back 2-1 through a Jose Lugo. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. And Rodrigo had a good game, boy. Like I, I, I think Rodrigo is pretty underrated because like he comes like the psychic to Vinicius. And then Jude Bellingham continues his wonder goal scoring streak. Virgil, is it sustainable? With the, yeah, with how Madrid playing. I think it and is. with that with, I with, actually with their, with their attacks and that formation. It it yes it is and it needs to because again it is something that is something that you know it, it is it's very frightening look at me wrong frightening for a lot of other people but it's just nice to see it, it just refresh to see honestly and then on the other side Barca uh was one nil up and then Lewandowski scored a pet so that being said that is not really what I wanted to talk about but the fact that this Tuesday gone vigil we had the Champions League groups drawn mm-hmm. so who was your group. My group is Group F, I believe. Group F. Um, and who in your group? Yeah. Hmm. Leipzig, of course. Leipzig. Uh, every year. Leipzig, um, Red Star, Belgrade, and uh, Young Boys. A pretty, you know, a pretty, pretty tough place to go. Right. I was just trying to buy time while I pull pretty it Pretty tough place to go. So, some of the groups, right? I will just talk about them. Bayern, Galatasaray, Copenhagen, Man United. Well... I think we all could pretty much say right now that Bayern, uh, we expecting them to come out of the group pretty easily. Yes. However, Galatasaray and United, especially when we've seen United so far this season, could get a little sticky. Like, 
people don't know the kind of men that Galatasaray managed to sign over the summer. They get Tete. Mm-hmm. They also get Hakim Ziyech. Mm-hmm. They also still have Moricardi. They have Bukumbu. They have Wilfred Zaha, who always loves to turn up against United. Yep. They have Dries Mertes. So, like, there are a lot of players there, guys. Like, I am still fairly certain that United are going to go through, right? I, I, that is on record. But, <laughs> well, it was United together for Galatasaray to come and they come to it. After that, now it's our group. Arsenal, Lens, PSV, Sevilla. Sevilla actually apparently on the edge of signing um, Sergio Ramos back to the club after 18 years. However, I'll be really think that we should be overwhelming favourites for this. Lens have not had a good start of the season, nor has Sevilla. And PSV kind of got stripped of a lot of their talent from last year. So, can we even play them in the group stage at the Europa League last year? And one one lost one, and the players are really terrorised us. It's like, like, even though it's a rotated team, but not even there anymore. Yeah. Expect us to come through this group pretty easily. Next up, Braga, Real Madrid, Napoli, Union Berlin. Mm-hmm. You would say Real Madrid and Napoli should come through. Yeah, and obviously it will it will have the the occasional one that will put up a fight. Obviously, you know, we, and that is Union Berlin. But yeah. in the course of of you know those six games, Napoli and Madrid going to Napoli. And Looking forward to see Real versus Napoli though. Yeah, for sure. Next up, we have Benfica, Inter, Real Sociedad, and RV Salzburg. I find a very balanced group. It is. Yeah. Because I think, especially Benfica, Salzburg, and Real Sociedad all have pretty similar levels. Mm-hmm. So I'll be really interested to see how this group plays out. After that, now, we have the team that I've been like always, I've been saying for a while now to be looking out for is Atletico Madrid, Celtics, Feyenoord, and Lazio. Lazio, like I said, started the season pretty well. I had a good win against Napoli at the weekend. And they've also made some pretty good recruitments that have been started the season. Starting life at Lazio pretty well as well. Yeah. So, I think this could be a very interesting group. And I would say right now, I think Atletico and Lazio should come out. However, I would not count on Feyenoord. Then up, we have... We'll leave that for last. Then up, we have Man City Lives. Don't you love a failure? I would like to any champions. It gets ridiculous, eh? By now, like people should just like pre-plan their tickets. That's what, yeah, that's for sure. Because if it's if it's not in the um in the group stage, it's around a sixty. And for us on Leipzig, we so can, we, we can we can get we stop getting um Shakhtar down here, so they replaced it. Pretty sure that those are the two that will come out, and then after we have Barca, Porto, Royal Antwerp, who are rumored to be the yeah, Belgian outfit to be signing Eden Hazard. We we'll see how that goes. Okay. And Shakhtar Donetsk. us. Barca and Porto though. That they should be the ones to come out. Well, Something yeah. wrong if they don't. Mm. Dog, if this man, if Javi don't come out of our next group stage, dog, just suck him. Dog, because honestly, you can't, you can't get better than this. Yeah, you, you really, really can. can't. Then the last group, which was actually Group F, is Milan, Dortmund, Newcastle, PSG. Somebody going home crying. Somebody. Like it's unavoidable. And, and you know the thing, I said this in the preview as well. I think Newcastle come out in the group stage, and like. When I watch how good Milan have started this season and PSG have now had two wins in the last two games and we know PSG quality, there is the two I expect to go through. I expect Milan and, and, and PSG to go through and we need Dortmund and Newcastle to get to it. Dortmund yeah. literally choked a 2-0 on, on, on Friday again, the most Dortmund thing ever. 
Yeah, I have no faith in them. Yeah, the Dortmund PSG tie, it's it not going to hit as the, as the same as it was when, you know, it had back when that Haaland and Neymar playing for the both teams. But when you look at, look at the tie, you see in those Milan against Newcastle, especially, especially like, you know, Milan-Newcastle. Tonali. In, even in both stadiums, St. James and in San Zero, that, that is, will be a good game yeah. to watch. Milan-PSG, obvi- the obvious one. I would say Milan-Dortmund Milan Dortmund too. And, well... No, it's a nice group, though. Like, all the games are games to watch. All the games are games to watch. So, yeah, that is really it for that. Um, Is there anything standing out from your preseason predictions that you would like to revise? Um, That's fun, no? Hmm. Yeah, the the main obvious thing is, you know, where I play Spurs. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't place them in my in my top. Uh, the top seven. Six, top seven. Yeah. yeah, I didn't place them in my top seven. So I really feel like Spurs, and I feel like even for Spurs fans, so they'll be very content going from yeah, going definitely from playing Mourinho, Nuno, Conte balls, and all this this fast, pretty electric, electric attacking football. I was, I didn't expect it. You know, I I, w- I was unfamiliar. What going on at Spurs? So what going on at United and Chelsea, bro? It's like chalk and cheese, isn't it? And like, yes. do Spurs have better players than United and Chelsea? No, they don't. No. Especially more so Chelsea, you know, because just everybody. But playing good football leads good results. And good football doesn't have to be possession-based football. Now, that is what Andrew's doing. Andrew literally said last week that he's copying Pep. Yeah. But good football leads good results. Yeah. And that, they are literally a testament of that now. Uh, for me, it would be that to pull them up and back in the top four. At this point, I'll probably have them third. Mm. Um, mostly... Not mostly. It is a combination of two things. One is the fact that I am not confident of the rest of the other teams at this point in time. Yeah, you, as well as I just have way more confidence in Liverpool's attack to carry them through games at this point in time. So that would be one. I probably might actually put Tottenham a lot higher. And bro, at this point in time, <laughs> I have a mind to jump Chelsea, right? Only way. Oh, dog. Like, I have... I have confidence in what Chelsea should be. I just don't know if we're going to see that, that until like January. And I think yeah, exactly that. You just don't know when it's going to come because it has to come very soon because they have all the pieces there. Yeah. And like I might, I still want to throw Brighton in there. Uh, oh, the other thing I need to take back is why some getting relegated. Oh, now yeah. again, we didn't say this thing so the caveat of there is no win. Like at that point, they literally had no signings. However, now, bro, they've been one of the stars of the window of the, the season, sorry. You know, it's been a draw and three wins. Yeah, it's three wins they've had so far. A draw in the opening day. To my surprise, team board, well, two, only had two points so far, but I'm not giving up on them yet. They have played good. They've played good and have been somewhat unlucky not to... to no, so, like, keep dropping, man. I think, dog, like, that should be a sign of good things to come. Yeah, but, yeah. Ironically, I had David Moyes to be the first manager to get, to get sacked, right? Yeah. I would sack him. I would yeah, sack him because it. I think, like, yeah. now the team outgrew him. They get rid of okay, Declan Rice, yeah. they reinvest in midfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They now have a midfield or, or rather an attack that can consist of um I know it's Antonio on top. But still Antonio's no, vibes. Still, uh, yeah, Ant- Antonio is, is their mystery liable. He, you know, he, he, he you have he Antonio on top. Then you have Kudos Paqueta Bowen with James Ward Prowse and Alvarez behind, bro. Yeah, boy. Let me get somebody into Cook. So, so if Moyes go, who you feel be you? Honestly, I have no idea. I was actually trying to take Moyes the other day. I was thinking maybe Lopetegui, but then I can't really see Lopetegui and, my, and Miguel Antonio working out well together. Yeah, boy. So, unless you play Kudos on top, which he kind of has played nine at times, 
for Ghana. But but I, I I do feel like maybe the team might be all growing more. What about if they reach on trying to bring a little Brendan Rodgers? Oh, but then you had to get rid of Brendan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like the presses of mine to know what by now we had to get rid of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know that. Brendan, some way. Not bad though. I don't, I don't mind that shout actually at all. So to tell you, all like we have grown up in football. You don't hear about men like Tony Pulis and Alan Pardew and them men again in the dog. You don't hear about that. You don't hear that many again, mm-hmm. dog. You know there's a very real chance Sunderland might come back up this season. They punch up no, Southampton yeah, the weekend. Yeah, they're, they're look, yeah, they're looking good. Look, when I when I saw that when I saw the result, I was like, yeah, boy, I I was yeah. following. I was following down. I just seen. I was just seen the goal coming in. Anything else I would change? I had all the winning. Still would have that. I. You know this is the first time Virgil. You all have won your first four games since Pep Guardiola's first season here. Yep. And you all didn't win the lead that year. I mean, hopefully it's an omen. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't change those two things. And look, I, I don't think we are clicking yet, but weirdly, I'm excited. And I still think this because I know mm. that the metric supports it, what I understand supports it, what I know where Mikel wants to go supports it. I know this is just the beginning of what is going to be a good season. Yeah, so. Yeah, I think that's actually a good note to leave it on, guys. So we'll leave it there. We'll catch you guys in the international break with some more content there. And yeah, thank you for joining us always. Uh, the next time I'll talk with you will be, well, for the pod, would be virtually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Safe travels, I think, in the world. I'll miss you. It was a good while last, though. Catch you guys next time. See you soon. Take it easy. Uh, later.